Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I'm indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> so excited. Welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast, everyone. We have the Evie McLeod here, also known as Evie Ruff, you guys. She has been married for 10 months and she hopped on. <laughs> we talk every week and I was like, hey, like, how are you, Evie Ruff? And she was like, that's not my name. And I was like, wait, you're right, it's not. Oh my gosh, so still happens to me and it's my own name change so we all do it we all do it I know I'm like my name's Allie Williams Cyrus hi yes, it's like yeah. a slur you're like if you rub McLeod yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh my gosh I cannot wait for you guys to dive into this conversation with us I mean we are so excited to have you here and we're going to be talking about one just being multi-passionate and finding a balance within that and really understanding who you are as a business owner so that you can like thrive within that right everyone has so many different personality types evie and i are actually the same enneagram number so we're gonna like lean pretty hard into that but evie's story and just like who she is and me being able to like just observe you over years now of how you have respected the way that God's made you and take what you needed season over season has been so sweet and inspiring. So we're going to let you guys kind of see what I've been able to see and hear all the, the juicy, fun little pieces and parts of it. I love this. I'm so excited for this conversation. Also, that was very like honoring and I feel very humbled from everything you just said. So <laughs> so glad it's like a warm hug I'm so yes I love you (laughs) I love you too okay guys so who is Evie McLeod before we talk about businesses or accolades or all the details that people like to throw around who are you yes I am as we mentioned now a wife which is oh my gosh the greatest honor and the sweetest joy there is nothing that compares to being a wife and being in the covenant of marriage. So I'm a wife, I am a daughter, a sister, a friend. Those are like my biggest things. I am a daughter of the king, like before anything else, like that's my identity. I love excitement. I love fun. I love the feel good things, which as an Enneagram seven, I know we're going to talk about today, but that's where just who I am. I love adventure and excitement and novelty, like new things. And I love joy and peace and like feeling all the happy, good emotions. I don't avoid the bad emotions, but 
I process through them as quickly as I can. And then I move on back to the joy. So I think that's going to come out a lot in this conversation. So I wanted to kind of preface, like, that's how I operate is I love to be in a place of health and, and feeling really good through everything. That doesn't mean I ignore the bad. That means I process through it. But at the same time, I do not like feeling like discord or pain or sadness or anything like that. So I process as much as I can to stay on the happy side of things. And again, guys, we have a similar personality type. I am a lot of an eight also, like I'm an eight wing seven, seven wing eight, but I, until I got married and I feel so much comfort in your presence because I, I, it's like validation. Like I get to breathe validation because I don't like those things either. And I didn't realize how driven by fun I was. I see that now looking back at my tendencies in business, but it took marriage for me to be like, I just want to be, I'm here for the fun. (laughs) Yes. I'm here for the fun. Cool. Yes. let's have this conversation as quickly as possible. And then let's go back to having fun. You know, there's goodness in all of it, of course. But I love that you have like that radical self-acceptance and who God created you to be. And it ends up, you know, it just comes off as sweet. And you, you find the way to, you know, feel that contentness or contentment. And, and then it comes and flows into all the things you make, which I just love so much. So I love who you are now. Let's talk about business. One of the places where you get to apply everything you just said. Yes. Okay. This is always as a multi-passion entrepreneur, this is the part of the conversation where you're like, okay, where do I start? What order do things go in? How in depth do I go into each thing? So I'm going to go very like surface level and we can break down anything that you want, Allie. I am a multi-passionate serial entrepreneur. I love business. I love helping other entrepreneurs. I love empowering women. So at the heart of all of my companies is all of those loves, all of those passions. So I am a destination wedding photographer. I do that very part-time now, but that's how I got started in entrepreneurship. I am a business coach, business educator. I run a business education company with my best friend, Lindsay Roman, and we have courses and conferences and a podcast and all the things over there. I do one-on-one business coaching in my own brand as well. And I have a ethical, sustainable, active swimwear company for active women called Evie Swim as well. So, and then my husband and I have another business that we actually don't talk about publicly. It's more of like a passive private income. So about four different brands and businesses all on my plate. And I love every single one of them for different reasons. Yeah. And you are so consistent in all of them and being able to kind of see into each you're so consistent, but each like speaks to different pieces and parts of your personality, which I think is so cool. It's true. Yeah. It's each one pulls out a different side of me. It activates and excites a different side of me. And I feel like the impact in each brand is slightly different as well. Like how I'm reaching different people and the, the impact that I'm seeing that brand or business make, which satisfies a different part of me. So it's very fun. And I I love having multiple things to get to kind of like bounce around between. <laughs> yep. I me too. And this is this was not like on our like planned part of the conversation, but I'm I know that you're going to be able to dive right into it. What would you say like when you have all of these things in the fire, right? Like how do you keep them all like going? How yeah. do you do that. Right. And like, what would you say your like number one lesson in having so many balls in the air? 
has taught you? Because I mean, I have multiple businesses too, and it's it's unique. It's yeah. very unique. It's like having multiple kids, but only so much. <laughs> That's true. It is. It's a lot like having multiple kids. They each require different things. They each have different personalities, different demands of your attention. Mm-hmm. I think there's two lessons that I almost think I can't just do one. There's two that I've really learned over the years. One of them is that oftentimes, at least as much as possible, as much as you can plan, the businesses are seasonally demanding. So each of my companies, I like, I try not to do big launches or big pushes. I did not do this last year, hence when I burnt out so bad, but learned that lesson again. But as much as possible, I try to stagger the demanding seasons of each business. So in one season, you know, with my swimsuit company in the middle of winter, it might not be as demanding as in the middle of summer season when we're really pushing for like launching and marketing and all this stuff. On the other hand, if we're developing new styles and, you know, in the development phase of new things, the fall and winter might actually be more demanding. And I'll keep that in mind with a launch for the heart, like a new course or a conference or something like that. So seasons within multiple businesses often is possible, like just staggering launches, staggering, like being aware of your capacity and trying to balance that. And then the other thing kind of, that was, I guess, more of the macro, I guess this is all time management. That's the more macro picture. The micro picture is having very clear structures and organizational systems to understand what is the most important in each business? What is moving the bottom line? What is getting you towards your goals? Because I don't sit down every day and think, oh, which business do I want to work on today? I sit down and I look at my multi like list system and think, okay, what needs my attention today? Is it something for the Heart University? Is it something for my coaching students or photo clients? Is it something for Evie Swim? Like I have lists that very clearly structure out the path for me. And I work according to priority and urgency and what will move the bottom line. So it's a very clear picture of what's most important. And I think that's the only way that you can survive. And then the third thing, which I'll just throw out there is having a team. Like I do none of this alone and I don't want anyone to sit here and be like, oh my gosh, I could run four different companies on my own. No. I mean, maybe if you're superwoman, that'd be great. I'd love to meet you someday, but not for me. I have teams. I have people who really step into my gaps of like weakness and where I struggle, where I don't like to live. And I try as much as possible to stay in my genius zone, like my seat of strength and really like focus on what I do best and manage my time well from there. 100%. And you, I, it's been, I knew you were going to end up tacking people on there. (laughs) And that's for me having multiple businesses. That is like my number one. I need good people. I need people I can trust. I need people that I don't need to handhold with. Right. And I love training. Like we have like a 13 month warm up period, I like to say, with my employees. And after that, there's usually like a turning point where they're like, I don't need you, you know, yeah. but it takes time though. And so you, you kind of learn. But what I love is you have those three. And what I did, and I'm curious if you would agree with this or experience this, I was, you know, trying to absorb as much information as possible as I was starting to understand, okay, I'm going to like, I'm starting to get short on time and energy. And how am I going to, you know, multiply myself? What does this look like? And I went to team first. Yeah. So I, you know, I hired first and then I was like, okay, cool. I got to optimize 
Yes. Like with my time management and then I need to figure out, okay, cool. Figuring out what the actual needle movers are. Everyone though, like, I mean, I listened to so many interviews and I talked to so many people and I got, you know, so many different coaching, just people speaking into what I was doing or mentors. And it is finding out what works for you. Yeah. And so the, everything that Evie said, those are three things that I really push you if you're in a season or you want to be in a season eventually of having multiple balls in the air. It's, it's figuring out like what, where are your strengths for that one, two, and three, but those three are the, I mean, main ones and you can't escape them. Yeah. You need to be accountable to your team time. You need to be accountable to your team. You need to be accountable to yourself and your vision and your goals in order for those things to happen. And I think you're really great at that. Like you have no issue with showing up and you have no issue with the things you don't like or the things you do. Yes. We can address that. We don't like the uncomfortable, but you're going to, you know, prefer the fun, but you can go into the awkward if you, yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It just doesn't give me life in the same way, but I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid to push into an area that doesn't like light me on fire, but I can do so. Yeah, yep, exactly. And that's entrepreneurship. And we'll talk yeah. about burnout, like you had alluded to earlier, which I think is so important to address, but sometimes you have those seasons of doing those things that don't light you on fire. And it's your job to then pivot once you've taken care of business and get back into it so that there's yeah. longevity in your action and more than anything in you. Yeah. So now that we've gone there, how did you even get into entrepreneurship? Yeah. So my story was a little different. It was truly God just dropping the entrepreneurship in my lap and being like, here, I, I was never in the headspace of entrepreneurship, which doesn't make a lot of sense because I have been very entrepreneurial my whole life. My brother and I had paper routes and we started lawn mowing businesses and, you know, all sorts of different things. I would sell like knit and sell scarves, like all sorts of different things that when I look back, I'm like, how did I not like think from the beginning, like I want to start a business. My dad owns his own business has since he was in his early twenties. Both of my brothers have gone into entrepreneurship, but I just wasn't in my head until I was fully planning to go into politics. Like that was my plan. I had an internship lined up with a state representative. I was planning to go into poli sci and economics in college and go for like either a campaign manager type of behind the scenes, which I laugh at now thinking about, but either that or you know, running for like state legislature, like a Senator or representative, but I got into a season where I, that'd been my plan for years. And I got into a season where it was like my wilderness season of like, you know, God called the Israelites out of Egypt. And before the promised land, he kind of led them through, like you are dependent upon me and I am all you have. And that's what I call my wilderness season in my life. And God stripped away, like just about everything that I had an earthly comfort in that, you know, was filling my heart. And it, forced me to just fully depend on him. And in that season, he pulled away that dream of politics and like my career. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. And at that point I had been a little hobby photographer, you know, shooting a couple of weddings here and there and engagement sessions and stuff. Cause I'd picked up a camera when I was like 15 and kind of fell in love with it, but it was always just a hobby in my mind until that season of God stripping everything away. And I was like, I have nothing. Like I've, I don't know what to do. I have nothing in front of me. And it wasn't like a despair or despondency. I knew God was going to bring something else, but in that season, I didn't know what the else was. And so I was like, okay, well. I have like three weddings this summer and a couple of, you know, a couple of sessions, engagements, whatever. I'm just going to really push into this photography because I don't know what else to do with my life. 
and God will bring something else along. Well, God didn't bring something else along. The photography was the something else. I didn't realize it in that moment of kind of making that decision of let me put everything into this until I find something else. And when I put everything into that, it just began to grow and grow and explode. And then within, I think it was like nine months, I was fully booked for the following year, like 35 weddings, 50 couple sessions, traveling the world. Like it was crazy how fast it grew, which I don't want that to sound like overnight success. That was, I had put in years of work into my photography art itself to a point where I felt like that was really good before I even started really pushing the business side. But yeah, that just kind of fell into my lap. And then from there, as my business grew and photographers started asking me questions, how did you grow so fast? How did you, you know, start breaking into destination? How did you blank grow on social media? I began to kind of share everything that I was doing and learning. And from there it turned into education. So it kind of all spiraled one after another, but it was kind of a God dropping it in my lap and me not knowing what else to do. I I love that. And I think it's, you know, everyone has their own story and path. And I think he gives us exactly what we need, but you know, if he had just whispered to 15 year old Evie, like, you're going to do this as a career, I'm sure you would have been like, huh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And it's, it is really cool how he can allow for one foot in front of the other things to explode like that and build. And I mean, the heart university is, I always just call it the heart. The heart university is just so special in so many ways and has just the best people in it really in the team in leadership, but then also like everyone who, you know, goes through these different courses, education, attends the events, like it's just so special. And so who would have thought it's so neat and only God could. So what has been your favorite moment outside of, you know, the heart in everything, your favorite moment when it comes to building your businesses? Oh, that is such a tough question. There are so many moments of like inexplicable joy in entrepreneurship. I don't know that I can genuinely like narrow down just one. Oh gosh. Okay. The few that popped into my mind, they're all, I feel mostly impact related. They're related to our people. Lindsay and I had a moment at the conference that we just hosted a couple of months ago, our first big conference where we were singing or playing the song at the end of our dance party. Oh, I forget the name of the song, but it's like, Ooh, baby, don't you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. And that's our mission statement for the heart is bringing heaven to earth through like entrepreneurship education, basically. And it was just a moment where I looked at Lindsay and both of us just felt like the pleasure of the Lord of what we'd done and what we were doing in our obedience. And we looked around the room at all of these women who were being impacted through the event who had come up to us, you know, in tears over their relationship with God or how their business had been changed either one via us and the heart. And that is nothing is more humbling or more inspiring to us than actually seeing lives touched and changed. But there are so many moments like that throughout the journey. So many you know, face-to-face conversations with coaching students or, you know, followers on Instagram or anyone like that who has been impacted or inspired or encouraged or empowered or anything via any avenue of any of my businesses. And that to me is why I do what I do. Yes. I love having fun. And, you know, I, I do have so much fun with my businesses, but if I was having fun and there was no impact, it wouldn't be fun anymore. Like the fun would go away for me. So that to me is any moment that just popped in my head. It was related to 
looking someone in the eyes and seeing God's movement and God's hand in their life some way in some small part connected to something that I was doing or a yes that I'd given. Mm, I love that so much. And I know the feeling. And if anyone listening doesn't know the feeling like you will, there's a reason yeah. listening to this. And it is amazing what God can do with patience and obedience and a really just thoughtful heart for impact. Like you'd be so surprised what you know and what you have in your head and your heart. A lot of the things that maybe you thought were a burden become blessings for others when they become those teachable moments. And it makes me so excited to even just hear that, Evie, and think about all of the ones to come. So, you know, on one side, I think I had to learn this through years of entrepreneurship. You know, it's a two-sided coin. For every single amazing moment like that, there are moments behind the scenes that are so humbling and hard. And those are often the ones that, again, like make those other moments possible. Like so sweet. Exactly. Like possible and viable and powerful. So what would you say has like humbled you the most in your entrepreneurship? (laughs) Oh, yes. Probably one of those. A lot of them come to your mind too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There was. So many moments. I can't go too in depth. Lindsay and I plan to talk a lot about this later, but we want to give it time for us to really like make sure we know <laughs> what mistakes we made and what how to like how to fix them before we begin sharing it, if that makes sense. Because we don't want to share it the the full story out of a place of without giving our uh, like students or our community advice on how to avoid our mistake. But last year there's, there's a big picture with it, but last year, 2021, I mentioned like burnout and how crazy the year was. I had, I made, I misjudged timing last year. I thought that Evie swim would be able to launch in February. I thought our manufacturing and development process would go according to schedule. And then we planned, you know, Lindsay and I planned for the heart university recording and filming multiple courses and then launching multiple courses and products basically month after month throughout the rest of that year. And then I didn't know my boyfriend at the time was going to propose and we were going to get engaged and we wanted a very short engagement. So in amidst of all of that as well, I was planning a wedding and then getting married and Lindsay was having a baby and out on maternity leave. And there was just so much happening. The fact that I so poorly misjudged the time that certain things would take and the energy that certain launches would require and just different things. That was incredibly humbling. On top of all of that, Lindsay and I had a big thing happen within our company internally. Basically one of our employees, two of our employees actually did not do their job. We were paying them for jobs that they didn't do. We hadn't stayed on top of them and it turned into a big financial problem slash chaos within the internal part of the company because essentially we'd been stolen from or ripped off by employees. So then in the midst of all of these launches, all this chaos, we were trying to sort out what is going on, like figuring out finances. We like had to strap down on certain things to be like, okay, before we even can figure out what's happening, it was chaotic. So on top of just like launches and the mental and emotional strain of that, there was a mental emotional strain of like finances and trying to figure out, like sort through books that hadn't been kept and just different things that we were like, what is going on? So it was the most humbling year of business. It, there were moments where I was like, what am I doing? How am I like a business coach that, you know, I teach time management and I am handling like four launches and five companies and a wedding, like all at the same time. And it was 
so humbling and led to extreme burnout. But at the end of the day, I feel like it was so good for me to walk through like hell in entrepreneurship because I hadn't really experienced that like hellfire before. And it refined me so much. And that humility and that like, you know, just recognition of, oh, not everything is easy and perfect. And, you know, not that anything else was, it was hard work, but after the hard work, there was a blatant reward in most of my companies. And last year I just, it was hard work without the clear reward that I'd seen in everything else. So it was very humbling, but I also look back on it and I'm like, man, I grew a lot through that season. So Oh, that's the short version. There's a lot more too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. I'm excited for the world to like hear more too. But I think the reason I say that is not because you guys went through it, but I think it comes out so often. Entrepreneurship, there's so much hard that happens. And I think once you are able to get over the hump and see the rewards, it's so much easier to just talk about them yeah. than, you know, face value, like the things that internally happen. It's very hard to explain the situation and be seen when people don't maybe know, right. Or they've never been there. And so anyway, I'm, I know you guys will turn that, well, you already have turned it into something so positive, but like, there's a huge teachable experience that's going to save a lot of people a lot of time. And again, that's what leads to those mountaintops. Like we need those valleys. So you're seven and we talked yes. about it, right? And so those years are exhausting when you really want the freedom and the fun. And I think for me, I've learned stability is actually, it's not from like a house or a, this, it, you know, it's not like anything that I could have. It's literally freedom to yeah. be like my stability is my freedom to be. And with entrepreneurship and marriage and all of these amazing parts of life that you get to steward, man, it, it calls in a lot of time. It calls in a lot of energy and freedom can go quickly. Yeah. And I think that leads to amazing things, but it also calls for a balance. It calls for awareness. So we don't move into burnout. You know, it calls for self-awareness and self-compassion and accountability, just so many things. And I think as, you know, a seven on the Enneagram, those can be fun or not, you know, rewarding or wait, there's no reward. I just did my taxes and then I paid money. <laughs> it was done. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot within it. So how has like learning your personality and heart mm-hmm. along the way helped you in running these high level businesses? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I think recognizing our natural tendencies, our natural strengths and leaning hard into those allows us a to actually, you know, do what we are designed for, but B to be able to find more enjoyment in it. You do not have to do everything in your business for all days. You know, when I started my business, I, I was a one man show. I was a solo entrepreneur. Like as a photographer, I ran the show until I hired my first VA and, you know, different things that I could go on and be like, well, then I was a solopreneur and I was running operations until we hired blank. You know, I could go into all of that, but recognizing your strengths and leaning into those magic happens in that moment. So everyone's strengths are different and everyone's enjoyment is different. And if anyone's listening to this and is like, well, I don't know what my strengths are. I don't, you know, I don't know how to figure out 
what my personality is in, in business or anything like that, you can always go and take, you know, a personality test. You could take the Enneagram, you could take the Myers-Briggs, you could take the Strength Finders test, you know, you could go for something like that. But at the end of the day, they're going to tell you something that you could probably find in your own data, which I would encourage to start time tracking, start like taking note of what are you doing in your day? And then how do you feel while doing that task? Do you feel excited about sitting down and checking emails or does that exhaust you? Do you feel excited about, you know, creating the product? Does that exhaust you? Do you, you know, like, like walk through all of those things and begin to notice like, oh, I really thrive in operations, like in the fulfillment and the admin and, you know, the numbers that excites me. Or you might be a little bit more like Ali and I, where you really thrive in like the ideation and creation and like dreaming side of things and the connection, like face-to-face talking to clients, marketing, you know, whatever that looks like and the operations and admin stuff really exhausts you, you'll begin to see trends. And I think that's just what I began to do in my journey was I started noticing like, oh, I'm avoiding like this thing in my business. I really don't like doing that task. And it'll go for months and months and months until there's like urgency. It's the, you know, of putting out fires at that point. And that's the point where I began to really hire on people to fill in my areas of weakness slash dislike and really sit in my zone of genius. And oh my gosh, the difference between when I am working out of a space where I feel like inspired and excited and passionate. And when I'm stuck for long periods of time in areas that don't inspire me, oh my gosh, work is night and day, like completely different experiences. So I don't know if that answered your question, but (laughs) no, no, it's so practical. So good. I recommend everybody does that. And I encourage you as you're looking at that data, because you know, for my personality, I I'm very split between that seven and that eight in work. I'm very much the eight in life. I am the seven and you need to look at it lovingly and from a place of curiosity and how you can be who you were created to be in doing the things, because we're always going to be doing things that we love and things that we maybe don't love as much. Right. But it's when I see women in business move into this almost like self-critical place of like, oh, I didn't do this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Well, if I don't like those, I can't do this. You know, it's so easy to snowball and that snowball becomes an avalanche when really it's just data. It's just information. And when you're curious with that information, you can actually move from a place of self-respect and self-compassion to get things done and then scale to a place where, yeah, you can ask for help. Because I think looking at where our companies are, it is yeah, a reflection of the work we did in the beginning and the people we found and the Lord's blessings and, mm-hmm. you know, the disciplines and the things we said no to and, you know, the different things. And it's that balance though of longevity yeah. in the self-compassion and that curiosity that then, you know, moves into that self-respect of, okay, this information is telling me this. I know I need to get these things done. How can I steward myself through this? You know, personal leadership is something I think that's a very much a spiritual gift for you. You stand on a very unshakable rock and that has to do with your faith, with the Lord, of course, and it's available to everyone. And so, you know, when I was figuring out for the season, who do I want on? I was like, Evie, like you, you exemplify things that I want so many women to have access to and what you just walk them through gives them a practical way to start that, right? 
you are all capable, whoever is listening of what God's put in your heart and your mind. Yes. Right. And we've just acted upon it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's something I love that you touched on, you know, a, if you look at yourself and you really begin to kind of like self-explore and go on this adventure of who am I and what are my strengths? What are my giftings? What does God really put in me that naturally comes easy? Do not then look at the things that are more challenging for you and view them as bad or negative, or that you're a failure, that you don't have a strength in a certain area, you know, neither should you villainize or idolize your areas of strength or weaknesses. And there is so much to be said for learning how to become stronger in some of your greatest weaknesses and in embracing the challenge of it and recognizing, you know, I get to lean into the Lord's grace even more in this area because it doesn't like come super naturally to me, Uh, not super naturally, but super space naturally, (laughs) but both, (laughs) but both. (laughs) I, I think there's something to be said though, for, you know, there are so many areas of, of myself where I would say I am naturally like the weak, like a little weakling in, you know, numbers. I just, I don't really thrive on numbers, but I have learned over years of entrepreneurship to like strengthen that muscle and to really put in the work there. And I find a lot more enjoyment in it now than I did years ago. And I recognize the value of it and the need no matter, like clearly last year was a wake up call again of not trusting other people to be able to run some of the back end things like, you know, numbers and whatever, not saying don't trust people, but you still need to have eyes on stuff as the owner, as the the CEO, you have to have eyes on every area, even if you're not doing all the work. So all that to be said, don't be afraid to embrace the challenge of the things that feel more challenging to you and the character development, the business development, the enjoyment that can come from those is just beautiful. So don't be afraid to embrace those and also don't beat yourself down or lift yourself up based on what you notice your natural tendencies are. It's all just one big adventure. We get to learn and grow together as human beings and as children of God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So good. Okay. Thank you for being here and for this conversation. And it's so, it's just life-giving I know that everyone who's listening feels that too, to just be able to have that personal permission through other people's stories. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being you. We just love you, Evie. Oh, I love you. Thank you for having me on. Of course. <laughs>